Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can you do me a couple of ones in a change for you? Fact machine takes once, don't it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, whoa, 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 don't do that. No point doing that. Give him the tenner back, right? You give him the fiver and the fifty, right? Give him that back. So you take that and you just give him the free ones. Right? Give him the free ones, that's it. Now you give him thirty, right? You give him the ten bob back and you owe him. If I'm right, 22 pence. <laughs> That's wrong, isn't it? Back by popular demand. Simon Day and Friends Lockdown Show 2. Saturday, July the 4th, 8.30pm. Go to biletto.co.uk. Search Simon Day and Friends. Tickets, only £5. Show will be shown on Facebook. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams... Niche nonsense or surprisingly brilliant? You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish Football Podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Hello and welcome to Stop. Hammer time. Well, this week saw Project Restart for 19 out of 20 teams in the Premier League. One team refused to restart, and that's West Ham United, who decided to keep in lockdown despite the fact that they were currently playing a game of football against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, an extraordinary game, uh, which we will dissect during the course of this next podcast. Um, issues arising. Uh, Felipe Anderson is to West Ham United what Marco Bugers was to West West Ham United. We will not only fail to win another game before the end of the season, we won't even score a goal, so predicts Jim Grant. I think it's pessimistic. Let's talk about that after this. Stop Hammer Time. Joining me this week on Stop Hammer Time are the original uh, performers of this podcast, but all the way back in December 2007, we were managed by Alan Kirbishley and we're in the middle of a season in which we comfortably finished in 10th place. The uh, fresh-faced, youthful trio that took part in that podcast were myself and also Jim Grant. Hello, Jim. Good evening. All right. And it's Pete Ward. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Good evening, everybody. Nice to hear your voice. Um, Yes. Now, uh, did we all watch it? I watched it. Yes. Saw bits of it. It's funny, without the crowd noise, there's a huge amount of swearing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's all coming from me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, It it was a a huge amount. There was a lot of... um, Oh, ref, that's bollocks to bad decisions and uh, uh, a lot of... Oh, fucking hell. How did you did know you, to turn uh, the uh, sound off, crowd sound off on Sky? I couldn't well, figure there, out there, it, it goes out on two channels on Sky. Yeah. One is with the sort of computer game type piped. Right. Although it was sort of vaguely West Ham songs and things. Yeah. And then um, the other was, uh, it, it, yeah, there's another ch- channel. I can't remember which way round it is. Main event, I think, has. Oh, OK. Yeah, I just, accidentally, I just accidentally clicked on the one that didn't have any crowd noise on it. I found um, myself flipping between the two and disliking both. Yeah. So it's it a really weird sort of thing. I go, I go to the no crowd noise and go, oh, I don't really like this without crowd noise. And then I go to the crowd noise and the, well, the crowd noise seems so, just like, bad canned laughter in a way, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, that could conceivably have been the fault of uh, not really the noise, but the game. Yeah. Oh, the game. Maybe that's the game was wretched, wasn't it? Really poor. 
Absolutely. Most of the uh, games have been pretty shit, haven't they? Yeah, and apparently um, we were talking about this the other week. Apparently, so far, only one home win. Someone was telling me, and I, yeah. I haven't bothered to check the uh, results to, to to verify that. Newcastle. Yeah, the Newcastle game. I think they're the only team to have won at home so far. It's yeah. the same in the Bundesliga. They're, 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 yes. There's no home advantage. In fact, in fact, the commentator on Saturday was saying this might suit West Ham because the crowd are not going to get on their back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah. um, it was, I, I have to say, you know, normally uh, we do one of these after a game and, uh, you know, the, it, even if we lost, we're sort of, we're, you know, we, we still do our stupid podcast and make jokes and muck about and we're pretty sort of sanguine about it. But I, uh, at the end of that game, I felt that there were literally no positives uh, and, I, and I thought it was absolutely, as we all said, wretched um, uh, and, uh, you know, pro- sort of profoundly worrying. <laughs> Oh, very worrying, really. I mean, we might be lucky in that Bournemouth look terrible. Um, Norwich, one suspects, are dead and buried, um, although we've still got to go there. Um, uh, You know, and... uh, And Villa. I don't know, it's difficult to know. And Villa, I'm sorry, and Villa look... look, look, Although they they managed to go up ahead against Chelsea. But um, you've just got to hope that um, those three kind of kind of... Just stay crap, really. Um, yeah. My take out of the weekend was we if we stay up, it'll be because of the f- failings of the other teams. Yes. Not uh, that, because we've got the wherewithal to get out of it. Well, I suppose first thing to talk about is is uh, the team lineup. Uh, you know, in a sense, you you talk about these three months off as an opportunity to for, for every football team to regroup, to get players fit, and to start with a kind of full squad. Um, we begin and we have two injuries. We have an injury in defence uh, and an injury up front, um, and it seems to completely destroy the team. <laughs> Uh, despite the fact that we should have a fit squad and that, you know, a kind of professional outfit in the Premier League should be able to cope with two injuries. Uh, We we had to convert a midfielder to be a centre-back despite the fact we've got a spare centre-back. We have loaned another centre-back to... Where's Reid play now? America? He's he's self-isolating in Denver or somewhere. Yeah. Um, He ain't coming back. No. Uh, but 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 you know, uh, so so so, and, and I felt that we we um, so we moved a midfielder into central defence, and I felt that the team uh, lineup. I, I actually literally couldn't see really what it was. It looked like uh, one for you know, well goalkeeper, yeah. like four six. I, <laughs> I couldn't see where anyone was standing in midfield or attack. It was like. I guess what it was was four five one with Antonio as the target well, man, but, but he didn't see. I don't think it was, you know. I think he was pushing Anderson up to play up front with Antonio. No, I think that's what he was nominally doing, but it was impossible to work out where yeah. Anderson yeah. was playing or what he thought. I mean, one of the worst performances in a West Ham show I've seen in quite a long while. I thought extraordinary. Yeah, he isn't was. It? He was. He looked completely uninterested. He barely broke into a run at any point. Every time he got the ball, he sort of dithered on it and then kind of ridiculously passed it, you know, to a Wolves player or tried to pass it through a Wolves player. Um, It just, you know, he looked, he has this permanent, slightly baffled look on his face now, doesn't he? It's like kind of, as if he really doesn't, he's never really played football for. He's like, I'm, you know, He's completely lost, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely lost. Well, it, I mean, there was a game under Pellegrini where uh, the microphones just happened to catch Pellegrini, sort of go, Felipe, and sort of shadow. And you heard that on Saturday. Moyes had to keep shouting at him to just sort of reboot him. It was yeah. like sort of, it was like he sort of kept, you know, going to sleep and you had to refresh the page. Every by shouting at him, it was like, I mean, you know, to be honest, he he based on that, I I I I feel like he shouldn't actually pull the shirt on again. It's like, it, well, it's obviously a temptation when you pay forty five million pounds for a player and you've seen him play well and he probably does play well in training games that he'll 
turn it around and he'll suddenly switch on, you know. Um, but the more the evidence goes against that, you sort of think you should just cut your losses and, and forget that he's there, you know, have him on the bench. Play different footballers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more about that. I think, you know, I, I don't, and, you know, he just he needs to be dropped. And, uh, but it is difficult with suddenly now that you've got an injury to Alaire, um, you know, it's, it's not Antonio. Antonio's not a centre forward. I mean, he's no, no more a centre forward than he is a right back, which is what kind of Bilic tried to turn him into. No, you know, no. he's a kind of rogue winger, isn't he? Like a rogue yeah. kind of wide attacker. You know, he, he's um, he did a he's few decent things. He tries, but you know, yeah. Um, he, he's he's yeah. There there are things missing from his makeup that um, yeah. You know, um, they're not suddenly appear. A few other players, a few other midfielders had really poor games. I thought Bowen was really off the mark, and um, Fornells. I mean, that oh, opportunity Nels, yeah. to miss that. I mean, that was unforgivable. That one on one where he just blasted it over the bar. Would have yeah. been ruled out by he was offside, wasn't he? I mean, that would have been was ruled he? out. I think that goal, but um, even I so, think yeah, he was offside. Terrible. Oh, I thought he was, but and they didn't well replays to um, I thought Bowen um, was was quite good in the first half, uh, but I thought he faded. He sort of disappeared in the second half. I thought uh, um, he was having to trap. I mean, Ngakia was wretched and. Uh, he was just like missing in action. They they just kept in the first half um, hitting a long diagonal ball into that left, you know, into that left corner, and there was they were always doubled up, you know. And so um, uh, we we just they just got in down that left hand side every single time. Yeah, the commentators were set, you know, speculated that they were targeting Ngakia because of his inexperience and were sort of deliberately attacking down the kind of uh, uh, the le- their left flank. It was Johnny and uh, I think Giotta maybe were yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of down that left side. So, yeah, certainly um, Bowen and Ngakia kind of had their work cut out a bit down that flank all night. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, and that meant that Bowen, as in a sort of an, as a, an attacking force, was kind of, yeah, uh, you know, undermined really. Well, that was the thing, wasn't it? I mean, we were, and this has happened a lot under both Billich and Pellegrini. We were just on the back foot from the yeah. from the moment the game started. All we could do was react to what they did. We didn't. I mean, I mean, you know, yeah, they didn't play well. I mean, it, it was no. an awful game until Triori came on. It was heading towards nil-nil, and mm. but he he changed the game. I mean, he's he's got pace, energy, directness, crosses yeah. a ball well. You know, yeah. we didn't. I mean, they it's they they've been training and gearing up, but yet again, they just simply can't cross a ball. They, well, a lot of it is hit and hope, isn't it? Or yes, or it was interesting over hit. You know. Yes, it was interesting that, you know, in a way the shine came off Ngakia a little bit because despite yes. the fact that, you know, when he when he first played for us and we were sort of bewitched by his basic competence, um, you know, it, it, uh, it seemed like he was approaching the real deal. But I thought even though he was willing to get forward, uh, you know, quite a lot in that game on Saturday, his crossing was awful. Yeah, awful. terrible. He had that moment in the second half where he cut inside and dinked a beautiful little ball to Noble, um, which led to something I can't remember. Uh, but that was sort of it, really. Yeah. Uh, similarly, uh, Antonio had a poor game, but he had that run at the end, run and shot, that you kind oh. of went, well, yeah, that's great. Could you have done that in the rest yeah. of the game? Because that's sort well, of your SP. That's your, that is your kind of shit so thought, to mean, do it thought, once near, near the end yeah. of the game is a little weak you know I think he came out with some degree of credit because he because he was trying and yeah. uh, um, you know similarly I thought I thought Rice and Dio you know try you know they were okay until until you know um, they were caught out I don't think I don't think we they, were, they scored two very good goals I'm not sure we could really 
stop. You could argue Cresswell should have got nearer to um, what is you know the guy who scored the second, but yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think uh, Diop totally missed the cross for the header, first goal. Jimenez's goal, and then Fredericks was nowhere as that ball dropped over his head for the volley. I think yeah. the defending was bad. Yeah. They were just caught out. They're not tight enough at those situations. Maybe, maybe. That was a good ball. I mean, that went over Frederick's head. I mean, I think Frederick sort of nominally stood in the right place. It was just a good height, you know. Mm. Um, I I thought Diop looked nervy. I thought he looked um, sort of flustered. Quite early on, there was a a ball to one of those guys on the same flank, their left, our right, um, that he sort of, I mean, and this happened all the time. You know, Diop sort of, got a defensive header to it but their player won the second ball uh, and we were in trouble it didn't lead to a goal but it was um, it was uh, difficult you know we just if we won the ball we then didn't win the second ball so you know and you you have to work you have to you have to work you have to you know earn the right to 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 play football I mean we 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 were um you know, like so often we, in recent years, we stood off them when they had the ball and didn't really kind of press them and put them under under pressure. And then when we had the ball time and time again, it's obviously difficult to see on the television, but time and again, it, it appeared that there was no decent movement in front of the ball. No. You know, over and over and over again, a West Ham player on the ball dwelt on it. No, there was no movement and then went back. You know, we just kept, you know, it was... Noble, the bad old noble days of kind of going around in circles and then passing yes. back deeper. Noble know. had a noble had a bad game, I thought. Um, yeah, yeah, but it, like, you know, the, the time there was no movement. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone, possibly noble, possibly Cresswell, at one point was doing that, holding their hands out, going, "Someone move!" Yes, with their yeah. football. Um, but I thought the, you know, the the we were really starting to make progress with a sort of willfully attacking lineup that found a way to have a front three of uh, Antonio, uh, Allaire, and Bowen with the attack-minded um, uh, Fornals behind them. And I was sort of thinking that with our, you know, whatever depth of squad we have, if if you have two injuries, you might still be able to kind of replicate that. Um, what he did was like reconfigure the defence by dismantling the midfield, by taking a midfielder out of that, um, putting it in there. But also, um, you know, the absence of Allaire, he dealt with by simply not replacing it, just going, I won't have one. I'll just have another midfielder. And you're kind of going, can't you try and keep that three up front formula, but just play a different guy, play Yarmolenko, who is a striker. Um, I I mean, I just thought that, that, that... you know, if you basically went, well, let's, let's, Allaire can't play, let's play the Armalenko instead of him. Um, uh, Bonner can't play, let's play Balbuena instead of him. Yeah. You know, one, one thing, a lot of those good performances, uh, the Southampton and the two noble losses, um, Suchek was injured. Yeah. So he had Noble and Rice as your kind of holding midfielders, which meant that a third midfielder could be an, a, a sort of a more attacking one, which was for nows behind a front three. Um, you know, with Suchek back, you have a decision to make about which midfielders to play. And what he did was play, take one of them out and put him in defence, but keep the other yeah. two. Yeah. Um, so we had well, this slightly heavy midfield. Yeah, yeah I, that was it. Was shapeless, wasn't it? I mean, they were all, yeah. they, you know. Um, I, I just, I suppose, in the end, you know, those injuries have been a, to key players in a sense, haven't they? I know Hannah's not had a great season, but as you say, he's he was he was central to that kind of the kind of way the team was setting up. Yeah, and um, Ogbon has been arguably our best player this best season, player. Certainly best yeah. defender. Um, and then to uh, everyone's sort of saying, well, you know, Moyes is praising Rice's versatility, and, and, and yes, okay, great, he can he can slip in there, but that instantly makes us less competitive and mobile in midfield. Yeah, so, uh, it just felt um, 
that that you know th- those those kind of crucial elements were suddenly suddenly kind of missing. And of course, with no Snodgrass, the third yeah. injury actually, isn't there? Um, and he's out for a while. Snodgrass done his back. Is he really? Is he? Yeah. Oh. Um, without Snodgrass, there's no quality delivery from set pieces. Or no, corners were poor, weren't they? Corn, you know, really? yeah, corners were awful. And we had this weird thing where we were just kind of going to try Standing and grab the goalkeeper. Just caught the ball all the time. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's definitely Kevin Nolan's influence, that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I used to do it. Now all of you go and stand in front of the yeah. keeper. Well, but the mm. delivery has to be good. And when he did it, they they did the old um, back back post corner to Tompkins, who would head it back into the danger zone, yeah. not yeah. hit it at the goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I thought it. I mean, I I, I thought um, Suchek didn't have a nightmare i thought he was busy and was trying to get involved and yeah. uh, you know didn't hide made himself available for everything nearly got on the end of that lanzini dinked ball over the top um but you know you, you, we, we he has to look at what the midfield is you know because if it just goes well if rice is fit well, i'll just play all three of those guys um you're, you know, you're looking at a sort of slightly overstaffed midfield. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jock was going in the top corner as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he had a good game. I thought, you know, not a good game, but he was, he at least looked competent. And yeah. there were players that just weren't, just didn't seem ready. You know, like Fornals looked lost. Yeah. And that shot was woeful. Woeful, you know. Uh, but, um Suchek, I think, well, I personally think you can only really play Suchek or Noble in that current team. Otherwise, you don't have enough attacking flair. I think yeah, I think it's, it's a bit of, you know, the two of them pretty similar players. Suchek is much more attacking in a, uh, uh, a different, you know, different way. Um, but I think having the two of them in the team together, and like with Rice as well in midfield, you're right. You end up with really compromised uh, attack. Yeah, um, it was just That's such good. a to dismantle something that seemed to be sort of working. I, I mean, I guess if I mean, I guess he just must not fancy Balbuena. But then that's just a, that's a crazy, it's a crazy situation. If you've given, you know, if, if if ideally you'd like to have four centre backs. Okay, one of them is long term injured and has now gone to the state. So you've got three under midfielder that you know can do a job if you're stuck. Um, to then go, I just don't fancy that third one. We've only really got two centre backs. That's just not a Premiership outfit. No. Do, is, no. is Haller? Haller's only may well be fit for tomorrow, though. Um, the one they think is closest is Obonna. Right. Um, and that would be uh, really quite significant, I think, because a it, it would it would mean. Um, as you've just been saying, you know that um, Rice could move into midfield. Uh, we could afford to to um, to drop Noble and perhaps get Fornals involved. Or Lan- you know, Lanzini, I thought was reasonably bright yeah. when he came on. Yeah. So, uh, I thought the subs were both actually. I, I yeah. thought um, though he really didn't get many touches. I thought Yarmolenko didn't put a foot wrong. No, he's he, he's worth a run, you know, and, and maybe we're going to have to have a look at him mm. and uh, and even Wilshire, you know. I mean, yeah. um, we we just looked so off it and so kind of as if we is that like you know you you mentioned you know a couple of years ago when that that game we went to at Man United where it's as if they hadn't nobody had told them it was starting yet. No, um, no. it felt like that, didn't it? Totally, totally lacklustre. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about about, uh, where we're going to go from here uh, after this message. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. 
Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Welcome back. Um, yes, it was very poor. Uh, and uh, yes, I mean, I, I, I sort of think just to basically say, oh, Alaire's missing, I just won't have, I won't have anyone up there. I'll just have other guys who run around sort of in the midfield is just felt like, well, you know, if you, if you, I don't think it's the time to just not fancy Balbuena and not fancy Yarmolenko. We're in a real, you know, crisis. These two guys we've bought, clearly he's put them straight in and they'll sort of play a lot, you know, uh, Suchek and uh, Bowen. But uh, of the players we already have, um, I think you've just got to, you know, Yarmolenko is a Ukrainian international footballer. It just can't be, oh, I've looked at him, I really, I just don't fancy him. I'd rather have nobody than Yarmolenko. Mm. Just seems... Also, there's an opportunity to use five all five substitutes to rotate and, and save, some in, save players from injury with using the five subs, you know. It's- it's funny, isn't it? Because, I mean, five subs seems like a lot of substitutions, but if you only have, have three opportunities to make substitutions, it's not actually the um, uh, the huge gift we thought it was because you still basically have three opportunities to change your team, yeah. not, not five opportunities, you know. Um, a lot of teams in the Bundesliga are doing two at half-time, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that, you know, because then you've still got two substitutes. Yeah. He's left. Yeah. You have an injury or something, um, but just kind of fresh legs and fresh, you know. Yeah. Particularly if you're not, you know, if you're not doing particularly well. I thought, you know, that was that was such a lackluster first half performance. Um, we were kind of sleepwalking to defeat as soon as they, you know, brought on, and they we knew they had kind of pace um, on the bench. Yeah. So I I don't understand why he didn't make a couple of those changes at half time. Just kind of give everyone a G up. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, Anderson should not have come out for the second no, half no. after that display. He should have just been benched. You know, he should have been straight out of it. You know, um, and you know, and get 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 you know a Lanzini or or Yarmolenko on and say right, have a right go at them. You know, yeah, needed a was- G up. It needed a shake-up, you know. His substitutions are a bit like Pellegrini's, aren't they? They're they're too late. Yes. They're reactive, um, and I mean they're they're, they're as progressive as Pellegrini's, but they're just too it's too slow to make the changes. We have to go behind or before anything yeah. happens. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> you're right. interested, I was interested in. I mean, I can see the argument that Angaki Angaki. <laughs> Some good performances, so so to you know give him the nod to go again uh, seems sort of fair enough. But Fredericks puts a better cross in, and we've seen that. And the funny thing is, actually, Moyes might not have seen that much because I think you know a lot of Moyes's latest tenure, um, he was injured. Fredericks was injured during those, so hence giving Ngakia his debut. And there were, I think, a couple of Moyes games. Sabaleta played right back, but I think. Um, Fredericks is more experienced. He's quick, and he puts in a good cross. So yeah, I was and, and, and the, I wonder whether the even Gakia doesn't want to play for the club. You know. So. Well, there is that as well, but it's like you know those behind the scenes things. I never really know what's going on in that in that respect. But but you know, I mean, I, I think um, certainly last season away at Spurs, uh, I think part of um, you know one of the only bits of of, of really obvious Pellegrini decisive uh, team selection that helped win the game was bringing Diop back into the team and bringing Fredericks back in at right back because they dealt with the pace of Son and Ali. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it looked a very deliberate, you know, Diop had had his slight kind of crisis and had been dropped from the team, but he brought him back for that game. And there were chases that Diop won in that game. And, uh, uh, and, you know, Spurs, pretty similar side to last season. They haven't really got anyone new. Um, so you're going to have that. We've got a few new players, Bergwin. Uh... But they're not, yeah. But there's, I mean, a lot of the, they're basically putting the same, roughly the same kind of 11 out in a very similar formation, aren't yeah. they? 
so yeah. so we you know they like to sort of they like to sort of attack at pace um you know maybe it's a bit different under Mourinho but uh um you know I I sort of I'd like to see Frederick's play yeah he's a bit better he's better than Angakia you know yeah, sure it'll start tomorrow night yeah um, oh you'd hope so yeah yeah and we've got to give the other team something to think about I mean we seem to be um, well, you know, we basically, whether it was deliberate or not, seemed to, you know, the classic, um, uh, the proverbial showing them too much respect. I think we just we we just reacted to what Wolves did for the whole game. I mean, they yeah. dictated yeah. everything. Yeah, um, I mean, they are a good side. Let's, let's yeah. you know, it would be fair enough. I mean, that you know, but they they didn't really. Uh, you know, they 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 got into the final third a lot, but they didn't create many kind of golden opportunities, did they? In that first half, really, for the first hour, you know. So um, you've got to you've got to you've got to take the as you say, you've got to seize the initiative in a, in a game that seems to be going nowhere. You know, it's there for somebody to step up and and get a hold of, and the manager's got to do that in terms of kind of you know clearly it's not working, so change it. And individual players have got to kind of, you know, get stuck in and step up, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think Pellegrini sort of had had the idea that, you know, any 11 players I put out should be able to sort of do a job for me. He was a bit sort of egalitarian in that respect. And uh, I think Moyes is a bit different. Moyes actually doesn't trust certain of his players, so doesn't play them. But the ones he does trust, he wants to kind of do a job. And I I felt that, that, you know, whether there were shortcomings in his uh, team selection on Saturday, it was as much to do with individuals just being shit yeah. Uh, yeah you know if not more so i mean there were just players that you know fornells and anderson were just hopeless and gakia perhaps that's just how good he is at the moment because he's very young yeah it's like if you play someone in his fourth premier league game he might play like someone who's only played four premier league games and and you know yeah. So that was a conscious decision on sort of Moyes' part, and 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 Ngakia was not great. He was not great. He was a you know he was a bit, a bit poor, but maybe that's just how good he is at the moment. Yeah, Antonio sort of did put in a bit of a shift, as you say. Bowen didn't wasn't as good as he was, but I think they were busy down that flank. Yes, they were. Yeah. No, I think we're going to need Bowen to be you know at his best. And yeah, yeah, I think we will see that. I think yeah, we get if we can get as a team on the front foot a bit more, he'll be he'll he'll be effective. I mean, we've seen you know those kind of runs across the line where he you know he's he's a canny player. I think yeah, he'll yeah. He'll, he'll he'll do some decent things, I'm sure, before the end of the season. Yeah. Um, but I feel he's got to he's got to think very serious about playing Yarmolenko. He's a, he's a Ukrainian international. He's good. I, I just don't know why he's kind of going. I'm, I'm yet to be convinced by him. Perhaps he isn't. Perhaps he was just going. I'm going to ease him in. You know. Yeah, I suppose he's been out for a while, hasn't he? Been out so, for a long time. Yeah, hasn't kicked a football in anger for a long time. What with injury, then the break. So, yeah, yeah. But I but I'd like to see those changes for tomorrow. I'm sure you'll see some. I, I, you wouldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't start the game with the same lineup as Saturday. No. Um, I'd, I'd imagine Lanzini and Yarmolenko may well start. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Lanzini looked all right. I mean, that corner was awful. Then he had another bite of the cherry, and that was awful. And then it came back to him uh, from a lucky bounce off a defender. And then the third one was really good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you know, Suchek very nearly got on the end of yeah, that. that yeah. Was it? Yeah. Connected yeah. with that, that was going to be a goal. It was a good little cross. You know, yeah. Lanzini's a canny player. You know, he's a good player. And if we can get him anywhere back to you know how he was, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a that's a yeah an important point. I mean, his <clears throat> his form has fallen away, but you know, this might be a little bit of a you know a freshen up for him, and and he might have. He might, he might be a bit sharper, actually. You never know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, this is probably the longest break any of these footballers have had from training and playing. Because there was the pre-season, the break they get in the summer is only about six weeks, five weeks before they're mm-hmm. back into pre-season, sometimes shorter. So to have three months off, it's not surprising that a lot of teams and players are quite discombobulated. Yeah. Uh, and we, we, were, did, we were building up quite a bit of momentum 
Southampton game. Yeah. yeah. Three matches that we've got to play now at that time. And I think it may take some time for, t- for, for everybody to find their mojo. But also, similarly, there's some players who were completely off form and struggling. And Lanzini is sort of like one of those. And I'd say Yarmolenko, they wasn't wasn't fully fit then, was another one who was really struggling for form before he got injured. That break may be the boost that we need. There's like getting a new signing. Yeah, I mean, actually, I thought thought that, um, you know, in those first few games of the season in which we were talking about we were third or something, wasn't it? We had Lanzini plays in those games. And uh, what I thought he did do and what even a bad Lanzini does is he sets a bit of a tempo. He is, if he's he's bad or not, he doesn't hide and he's busy, you know. He does buzz around. He keeps moving. He's busy and helps to, you know, establish a tempo for the rest of the team, even if none of his touches are working and his passes are all going astray, which is sort of what an out-of-form Lanzini is like. He he still sees a lot of the ball and still keeps moving and still keeps that tempo. And I think, you know, that's just infinitely preferable to whatever it is Felipe Anderson thinks he's doing at the moment because... Uh, well, he's, he's beyond explanation to me. I don't, I don't it's, you know... I, I, I thought he looked like he was hiding, you know. In a way, he, he used to hide on the wing... Uh, and sort of not get involved. So occasionally he was moved inside and got more on the ball when he was moved to the sort of middle of the pitch. But on Saturday, he was almost hiding in the middle of the park, just going, if the game runs around the outside of me and I sort of stay near the centre spot, I won't have to do anything. You know, it, it it was like 90 minutes of hiding, I thought. It was awful. I just don't know what's happening with him. No. Well, he just he certainly needs not to be in the team. I mean, that's, yeah. that's it's a waste of a shirt. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, well, there be, there's going to be a load of load of clubs who bring from the same sort of uh, situation as us. You know, it's going to be hard to get started. I mean, I think you're going to get some pretty strange results. I think you know, you know, teams like Leicester who are really flying high. Uh, you know, uh, um, Palace, Newcastle, both had great wins at the weekend. I've yeah. just realised there's been at least two home wins, hasn't there? Because Brighton beat Arsenal at home. Didn't oh, that's it? true. Yeah, yeah. So I think and Arsenal have lost two games. So I think I think it's going to be it's going to be. I mean, I personally, I thought this was not the way to resolve the season. I thought you should just cancel it and have done with it. I thought this this is so artificial. What's happening? But it was money. It's not it's an money. enjoyable experience. It's, money. it's all they, about they money. Been, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's all about money. But what's what you what we're watching and if you look at any of the comments since the weekend and the viewing figures they're not great and uh, the general perception is this is really artificial and the crowd the artificial crowd noise sort of masks the the vacuum there's no no crowd at all but they, they could have resolved this by just playing putting all the program all the data into fifa and playing that out because it's going to be a very random ending to the season I mean, maybe the top two or three teams, their form might persist all the way through. But that Liverpool Everton game last night was terrible. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it doesn't it doesn't help that the chat that the, the league was essentially over. I mean, I think we might feel very very different. You know, not us necessarily personally, but the country football fans might have felt very different about it if there was two points in it between Man City and Liverpool at the top. You know. Yeah. Um, and there really was a, a, a title race. Um, there is no title race, so um, they could easily, you know, just might as well just have awarded it to Liverpool, really, because they yeah. were ob- so obviously going to win it. Mm. Um, yes. And and it's you know if 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 the only really exciting thing, and I think it is going to be exciting in the sense that the relegation thing is going to go to the wire. Yeah. Um, that's you know often the football involved in that is for the neutral is is not very good so yeah, you know, yeah I'm, I'm with you in a way but uh, they, they 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 were always going to do this because because they couldn't afford to lose all that all that yeah, training, yeah. i agree and and in a, if you listen to the comments of the managers um uh guardiola and nuno sanchez also said this isn't football without a crowd this is really is not a, no it's no. a terrible experience. I mean, and if you turn, if you watch it with the sound off, it really is peculiar. 
you know, and it must be for the players. It must be really alienating, strange, yeah. alienating, and and it must be hard to get your mind set into it being actually a competitive game and not a friendly or or a practice game. Yes, when it's strange. Knows, yeah, it's it's but, sort of um. Uh, you know, on paper, the idea of like we had this enforced break, but now we're going to come up with this intense burst, a kind of mini tournament again, feels exciting, but it isn't because the games individually are so soulless and kind of sterile, and they're just the players just it feels like a training game to them, and they can't you know can't get going. It's it, you know that you know certainly our game and the couple I've watched have been they feel like there's an intensity missing in them. And I think if we come if we come unstuck from this and get relegated, I think it, I I sort of it's not so much I don't care. I think it's such an artificial uh, set of circumstances. Being relegated in this situation isn't the travesty. Isn't isn't going to be like the travesty of if, if, if it had happened and we were playing in front of crowds. And do you yeah. understand what I'm I'm saying there? I just think this is. I don't think I'm going to watch many games at all. I find it very difficult to watch it because no. because of the stupid. Uh, FIFA crowd sounds and then with us turn the sound off that just seems really soulless I don't know what I'm watching I may as well watch it with the sound off completely yeah. um, I think it's gonna be, and I think they're going to get very disappointing viewing figures for all the games because most people are just saying this is a horrid experience yeah I'm not sure I care actually and actually yeah. at the end of the day yeah. football is more important than anybody's health <laughs> Well, you know, they're coming. They're sort of coming thick and fast, and it has the shape of a tournament, but it's not a tournament because they're right. not knocking each other out. So they just keep playing. So you go, oh, on telly tonight is Leicester versus Southampton, and then on telly tomorrow night is Wolves versus Brighton, and people are going, uh, uh, yeah, sure, okay. I think you're gonna, I think you're going to get quite a lot of injuries as well. Yeah, same as happening in the Bundesliga. You get a lot of injuries because the players are just not uh, conditioned at all. You know, they have to jump straight back in at the deep end, in the heat and the hard, harder grounds. Yeah, I think yeah. Gonna, you know, woe befall us, woe betide West Ham if you know if Haller gets not that he's been a prolific striker, but yeah, without a recognised striker for the rest of the season, or Antonio, or anybody else who we think is key. It, like, it uh, makes the signing of Vigetti all the more baffling, doesn't it? Yeah, we've got that um, silver guy as well, haven't we? We have well, got forwards on the bench. Yeah. yeah, he might get a chance because I think he's looked quite decent. You know, in the little yeah. flashes we've seen of him. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously now I think above Ajeti in the in the pecking order. I see him. But he was what on the was bench. that signing about? It makes no sense at all. Yeah, it was cover. I mean, it looked like no one had ever watched him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely, it did look like that. One player I think we will never see in a shirt again, I don't think his contract is being renewed beyond next Tuesday, will be Carlos Sanchez. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Hooray! Because yeah. he played he had that absolute stinker. Moyes played him. Uh, but he played in that game and he was so bad. Moyes uh, was furious with him. I can't remember what game it was we lost at home. I think it was at home. I think it was an away game. But he was so poor. Yeah. Uh, and he, Moyes lost it. I think, and that's it. You won't see him again. He wasn't even on the bench. No, no. I mean, you would think that um, we sort of do, we don't need him. Um, do you think though, if we get this? Sorry, kind of beating track, kind of uh, tangent here slightly. If we do get relegated, can we keep this time like Newcastle did? Like, uh, can we keep the nucleus of the squad, the best part of the squad, and convince them to play for us for one more season? the better players, rather than having what happened in 2011 and 2003 when yeah. the entire squad left. <laughs> well, yeah, it depends who those players, who we think those players yeah, are. It depends, it depends a bit on their saleability to a certain extent, doesn't it? I mean, you know, <laughs> Noble no, and Antonio are championship-level players, I think. You know, no because of his age. And, and Antonio because of how good he is. So we're going to see De- Declan Rice won't be playing for us next season. Whatever happens, we, we I think we have to we're all resign to that. But I'd say the majority of the rest of the squad you'd want to keep for the championship, with a few exceptions of uh, you know, who would be we, players like would be uh, uh, very ill suited to the championship. But yeah, well, you know, well, you know Haller, Haller, Suchek, you know, yeah, a lot of them, the, the whole of the defence. Well, I think Alain would like to go, 
Um, I think Diop will go. You know, the, yeah, the, yeah. there was a lot of heat around him last season with Manchester United interested in him. He's as, you know... It's, it's cool a, because his form hasn't been as good, is it? No. Um, but I think, you know, funnily enough, I think scouts don't necessarily know that. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, think they move heaven and earth to keep a lot of the players together, keep it together as a unit. Because I think you then have a good chance to bounce back if they're the right players. Whereas if you've got to totally rebuild the squad in a, in a oh, this summer, this transfer window is going to be very short. It's going to probably be uh, September, maybe a bit into October. It's going to be very, very short. So you're going to have a very tough time to rebuild a squad if you let to release too many players. Yeah, I mean, the saying of rice will just offset money lost. When they, they won't, yeah. they won't be able to reinvest that. They, that that will go, that will go to try and offset <coughs> the fact that we'll be so far so short of money. Um, yeah. But um, you've got Dean Garner who has done well in the championship, and he'll mm. he'll be a, a regular. If yeah. I think he'll be a regular in the squad next season anyway. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who, you know, necessarily we'd be looking to keep, really, because, I mean, it is a, it's a pretty poor t- team that doesn't really play very well. And, and, well, that, and with the, what's happened with the managers, I think you can't really, they're not just a bunch of useless players. I'd keep the whole defence for a start. Except the two keepers, um, Fredericks, uh, the three central defenders, uh, left back. Well, I just don't think we'll keep, I don't think we'll keep Diop. I don't think that's up. You know, these things aren't up to us, are they? I don't think we'll keep Diop. He'll go. We might keep a 28, 29-year-old Balbuena mm. who can't, currently sort of can't get in the team and has put in some really poor performances. Um, you know, Ogbonna might, you know, could conceivably stay. But I, I sort of, if he's nearing the end of his career, he may well want to go back. He'll to get his... one big payday, won't he, as well? Yeah. He'll, he'll want that, yeah. Um, you know, Cresswell, yeah, Fredericks maybe. He's uh, a good championship player, I think. These guys are old. They're like 30-something. These these guys yeah. we might keep, we'll keep because they're old. Yeah. Suchek's yeah. on loan, he'll go back. They won't. Yeah. It'd be ideal in the championship. Maybe he won't, though. He's... he's... You know, Antonio in the championship would be a handful. You know, I would. I, I mean, I, I'm. I've been watching some of uh, Robert Banks's. I've been through the lockdown to get through, part of the reason way to get through it. Been watching all the uh, season reviews from the eighties. I'm up to two thousand and five, two thousand and six now, <laughs> and I you forget what a, what a superb and Antonio-like player Marlon Harewood was. Yeah, or Antonio, I think he's like Harewood. But, but maybe a little bit less as a centre forward. But you know, he's not a goal scorer in the same way, is he? In quite the same way, he hasn't got a very good shot. No, no but he's uh, an aggressive, strong, ox-like, yeah, unpredictable, I, fast player. I think sure, Antonio but you, would go to a lower half Premier League team. I don't think he. I don't think he'd play in the Championship. He's had a sniff of England. Um, he's he's he is effective. I mean, he's our most effective player this season. He's quick. He's powerful. He's, he's um, I think he'll go to a, he would, you know, if they stay up, he go to a Brighton or a Watford or a Burnley, oh, something like that. Palace. 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 Yeah, Palace. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I took us down a quite a depressing path, and we shouldn't really yeah. be contemplating that. I apologise. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about well, it. I, um, it's not gonna happen. No. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have to wrap this up uh, uh, sort of fairly imminently. So um, we've got uh, Spurs tomorrow night. So what yeah. do we think? Well, we, we might have uh, two games to predict the scores. We've got. Are we playing Saturday? No, yeah. next. No, we're not. The next Chelsea game is next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, right? Yeah. So we just got one game to talk about Spurs. Yes. Um, you know, we we've got to have a reaction. Um, and as we say, I mean, I think, you know, possibly uh, a, 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 an away day might be better for us. Mm. Are we doing predictions? Yeah. Uh, can I go first? Sure. Yeah. I'd be really, really happy if we got a draw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one all. But it, <laughs> one all would be good. Jim? Uh, I, I, think they'll, I, think they'll, I think they'll beat us comfortably. Right. Who now? Uh, like City are beating Burnley 4-0 right now. Are they? 
Right. And it's only five minutes into the second half. Oh, dear. Um, yes. Uh, I mean, it was sort of interesting if, uh, you know, Liverpool only managed to draw yesterday. City seemed to have found the winning habit sort of straight away. It would be funny if it became quite close at the end. If Liverpool had won for four games or something, haven't they? Yeah, if Liverpool had sort of lost their mojo, you know, and uh, it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, so um, uh, I might say nil nil. Oh, that's going to be a wow. really awful thing to watch, isn't it? Nil nil, oh, clinging on for about yeah. forty minutes, getting battered in the last ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think our season comes down to to nicking three of those games against you know Villa, Watford, yeah. Norwich. Yeah. Uh, th- and that might be enough, nine points, so it's a 36. It might, it'll be close enough. If we win three games yeah, be, yeah, yeah. And, and pick up a point here and there, I think that'll be yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are, you know, again, those, those noble defeats we had, you know, one, one aspect of them was that we really did keep going, even though we lost those games. We, we were battering Arsenal towards the end of that game where oh, they, should've, you know, should have won that. Yeah. Won that. And, but, uh, you know, the team that played on Saturday is n- no relation to that team that played before um, before the enforced break. And, you know, a nil, if it was nil-nil tomorrow, the team that played on Saturday will just be clinging on desperately with, like, ten men in the six-yard box trying to stop them scoring. And it's such a shame because what was starting to be good about that team was, was it kind of was a little bit balls-out attack. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get back to that. But I mean, there'll be more room to play against the top of the team, and the Wolves are very tight, aren't they? Very well organised. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very solid at the back. Um, it's, a, it's always a bit more of an open game. So yeah, we'll see. But I think they'll win it. Yes. All right. Well, uh, on that slightly depressing note, uh, <laughs> and this has been Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelan's. With me have been Jim Grant, Cheerio, and Pete Ward. Good night. Come on, you irons. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.